You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Critical Hit, a major spoilers Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're having a lot of fun, hope you are too. Before we get into the game this week, I had a question. Now this book came out know, quite a while ago, like February I think? No, March, April, I forget what the what the date is. It's the latest one that we have obtained, and again this might give you an idea of when this show was recorded. February 2009, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Wizards of the Coast came out with Dungeon Delve, which is a book that... Uh, collects a bunch of little encounters where you can either weave your own D&D campaign or just run the one that's here in the book. Uh, I've just been flipping through it on and off uh, the last couple of months, and it seems to be some really kind of cool little uh, adventures or encounters that you can put together that people might want to run in an evening. Um, Brian, D&D Brian, you have this, right? Yeah, I've picked it up some time ago. Uh, I never actually used uh, any of the encounters in there for full cloth. I've used them as a basis when making some up, but Mm-hmm. You've yeah. run something? He okay. has run stuff. What is, what's you an advantage of... Because you're a jerk. <laughs> what's really? the advantage of using a... Uh, I hear a lot of people that, that play the Dungeons & Dragons run through Dungeon Delves. What What is it and why is it fun or not fun? Uh, basically, they're just uh, you know, quick like kind of pickup games that are pretty much focused mainly on the combat. Give oh, you okay. just a small story seed. And then... It also gives you a lot less work for the DM to have to deal with. Yep. Yeah, and creating encounters, building a map, etc. Oh, okay. And so Free mostly... gens are good to have access to if you want to, you know, say you don't have anything and you want to have a game. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the downside of a pre-gen is that generally speaking, and I don't want to down them because they're great in the right context, generally speaking, a pre-gen doesn't necessarily have the level of depth that Rodrigo was putting into this game with the overarching stuff. So if you have an epic campaign like this, you might have to do some work and some alterations to the pre-gen to fit that adventure into your overarching campaign. Yeah, and that's what it does. Uh, there is a whole section in this book where it talks about how to expand a delve, how to customize the delve, how to change the monsters out, how to make, how to deal with more, more or less players. Here's a good example of the first one that's in the book, the Copper Knight Hold. The Cavalier, or the Cavalar Copper Knight, a dwarf prospector, led a couple dozen volunteers in a quest for rich veins of ore. Several months ago, they began underground mining operations as well as a surface excavation of a small keep. Hearing of this development, the mayor of the nearest town set two 
sent two veteran militia members to investigate. They should have returned two days ago. The mayor is growing anxious. So then it kind of goes on with that, and then uh, it's got some ways to expand the delve, and one of the first encounters that your party uh, encounters is kobolds. <clears throat> right. So then it goes in and it shows you how to set that up. It gives you a map, which will talk about maps, I think, in a future episode, um, but it gives you a little map to draw out or at least an idea of where to place uh, the monsters or the, the bad guys in this bit. And then as you go deeper, it gives you the dungeon layout too, which you can use with dungeon tiles. And we may talk yeah. about those in a future yeah. episode as well. So in my, in my, uh, role as historical advocate slash old guy, depending on how you look at it, there is a big downside to pregens that I discovered way back in the days of before advanced Dungeons and Dragons with original D and D. And it's what I like to call burn the gold syndrome. There's one particular pregen where one of the creatures were gold bugs. So you'd get a, a, a rash of gold and then these man-eating creatures would be in it. Anybody who played that particular pregen knew as soon as you got the gold, burn the gold. So for the longest time, I'd get involved in rounds and no matter what happened, you get 20 gold, I burn the gold. Yeah. To get rid of the gold bugs just in case they were working off that particular pregen, and you know, nine out of ten times it looked like they were. Yeah, I th- I think these might be, you know, the Wizards of the Coast also sell packaged um, campaigns. Yeah, that really go into depth that include you know all the yeah. le- levels and everything that you go in. But listeners, you might want to check out Dungeon Delve. Of course, uh, Wizards of the Coast isn't paying us for this commentary on um, Dungeon Delve, although they probably could. Okay. They could certainly. I'd I'd be willing to take money, Rodrigo. Uh yeah, yeah. Money. So good. Uh, I, could, I could use. What money. would be nice is if uh, if you listeners are going to a Wizards of the Coast convention or a meetup, or if you just want to write them directly and say, hey, how come you guys aren't sponsoring the show or at least sending them product to talk about on the show? We would be <laughs> greatly appreciative of that. Uh, and by product, we mean Rolls Royces. No, no. I mean, if they want to send the us product ones. like maps, tiles, campaigns, dice, whatever, miniatures. Tacos. Miniatures tacos. tacos. Miniature tacos totally would be good. Tacos. Custom torque. Uh, bread tacos. Dungeon, du- Dungeon Delve 2995 from Wizards of the Coast. Now. It's been out for a while. I'm sure you can find it cheaper uh, via uh, Amazon.com. So let's go ahead and get into this week's game and turn it over to our Dungeon Master, Rodrigo. Okay. So when we last left our heroes, they were making yeah. their way um, across the lunar landscape with a bunch of now... We'll say awake and irate monkey lizards in tow. <laughs> Each one of you is uh, struggling to pull one along. They're not very they're not very strong, but they like they wiggle a lot and they jerk. They're like chihuahuas. They kind of are like <laughs> deadly, deadly chihuahuas. Yay! It's like a, a ferret combined with a Swiss Army knife. Yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna tie my length around around my waist. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Then he'll climb up to your waist. It can't open its mouth anyways, and I'll be paying attention to it. Well, their legs are pointy, too. Yeah. Haven't you been eaten by these things before? I know I have. No, no. Normally, they kind of get... Well, that's right. They're busy eating me. (laughs) That, too. (laughs) Well, I'm not the one that wandered into a whole pit of them. There was no wandering involved. That was an intentional, strategic maneuver. Mm -hmm. He knew what he was doing. Anyway, we continue to follow a coil. Okay. As we focal hunt point. for the 123-B. I have so, no focal point. Excellent. <laughs> 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 
So, um... I'm self-conscious. <laughs> Matthew's camera is now pointed at Rodrigo. Um, it's actually pointed at his chest more than any. There we go. <laughs> so, um, as you guys continue to travel, um, you start going up into this crater. And... Um, Wouldn't it be down into a crater? No, up, because it, it, it mounds... It's ah, a volcano oh, type thing. Yeah. So we go up the volcano side right. and then into the crater top mountain. Right. Mountain. <clears throat> Not quite. This is this is not the big uh, crater of becoming. This is just another crater. Um, that is not big enough to even warrant putting on the map. The crater of existing. Yes, the lesser crater of becoming. Um, and then once you get up there, Coil looks around and says, "This is a place where." One twenty three B hangs out, eats. Is there sleeps. any any vegetation or something we could tie a monkey lizard up to? Nope, it's a big open crater. Any rocks, giant boulders? Um, there are big rocks just okay. that have come out of the like just separated from the crater. All right, I command my uh, uh, unseen servant mm-hmm. to. Take my monkey lizard out into the uh, open area while the rest of us hide. Okay. And wait and prepare to pounce. Do we have any netting? Yes. Well, uh, what is the best way to capture one of these things? I usually jump on top of them. Sounds simplistic. So once again with my knot tying skills, Mm -hmm. a lasso. A lasso? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be funny. <laughs> Not for me, of course. I hand it to Torque. <laughs> Actually, you're probably better. Or with to it Coil. Than yeah, well, I hand it to Coil since he's more familiar with these things. He hands it back. No, I will just jump on mine. Thank you. Oh, okay. So we each have to capture one. That would be easiest. Oh, uh, it won't hold support the five of us. Certainly not. Okay. Very well. Did Coil get his own pet monkey lizard bait? Nope. He's just gonna jump. Okay. So it looks like I am going to be jumping. <laughs> since mine's out there first. Okay. I've got my... Uh, Let's do this. Lariat in, <clears throat> in tow. And as your uh, unseen servant starts dragging the monkey lizard out there, you see this big shadow just... <sighs> swoop over the crater. Hmm. Look up. Look up. Okay. Above you is what appears to be a big, flat, oblong-looking thing um, that also has two, um, actually, kind of hand-like wings coming off of it. It all seems to be the same membrane, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just hand-like because they end in little finger-like nubs. They don't, don't, yeah. Nah, not quite. Um, like a flying squirrel. Think of it more as like, um, like the the gloves of a cartoon character. You uh, know, okay. kind of like big knobby yeah, yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah. But mostly palm. That's what they look like. Okay. Um, but they do not have white gloves on them. <laughs> they are, um, their underbellies, which is all you can really see now, are 
gray and they have these kind of reflective scratches on them and of course as you're looking up if you'll recall the moon has a dome over it um and it is similar to that um and one of them begins to swoop down at uh Orem's monkey lizard and we'll go ahead and start another skill challenge <laughs> skill challenge Remember, ladies and gentlemen, when challenging your skills, always wear your helmet. So we're going to need an action point after this. You're going to get an action point after this. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. You definitely said need. Which we I think all he's probably have right. an action point get. at this time, do we not? <laughs> yes. Can an action point be used to re-roll in a skills challenge? Um, yes. Rodrigo under my rules, rules it can. Okay. Under other rules, yes or no? Or no, is it always action uh... points basically don't do anything oh, okay. as far as I remember. Okay. I don't know if in the latest errata it does. Not in errata. There has been a few they, yeah, official they... skill challenges where they do say if you're trained and whatever, you can re-roll with an action point. Mm. Right. Okay. Now, are action points an actual part of the fourth uh, gen? Yes. 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 They were in 3.5, I recall. Vaguely. At the very end, uh, when everyone yeah. launched, yes. The last time that I was playing 3.5, we had them, but I was, you know... We had always had the equivalent of kind of an action point as just sort of a homebrew back in the day. Yeah. That's probably where it came from. In 3rd edition, I know the first ones that had it were the uh, modern, the D20 modern setting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're actually pretty similar to Force Point, so they... Like, they... they a lot of the stuff that went into 3.5 was first tested out on the Star Wars RPG as well. Wow, oh, that sounds funny. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, give me an initiative roll. I don't want to. Yay! Hey, initiatizing. Last again. A lamb. 13. Okay. Or, um, 13. Smith. 15. Ooh. Ah. Torque. 19. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And Randis. Five. <laughs> what? <laughs> you rolled a Good two. lord. Seriously, no, people, when I said if Wizards of the Coast wants to send us some stuff, they can send us some uncursed die for uh, <laughs> Okay. For so, Brian. We, no, we need I some anti-juju magic for Brian, because he's the yeah. one who's cursed. Um, okay. So, like the previous challenge, you can, without spending an action point or anything, re-roll either a nature or stealth check with a plus four to it. Is there any chance that I could see the skills challenge, too? Oh, sure. Too bad. It's very much like the last skills challenge. It's longer. So you're saying that Rodrigo's... Oh, never mind. It's a little bit longer. I'd be hurt if I were him. We have to go one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. seven, eight versus three. I think the last one was six, wasn't it? Five. five. Okay. So All right. On 19, Torque, a, one of these big, flat... 123Bs is flying down at one of the monkey lizards. What do you do? Grab it by the scruff of the neck. It doesn't have a neck. How big is it? Um, big enough to carry you. Yeah, big enough to carry you. I'm going to leap on its back. Okay. Using? Athletics. Go for it. Actually, I'd like to leap on its back using stealth, but <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. <clears throat> How do you feel about uh, 23? That's a success. Is there anything to hang on to? We'll see. <laughs> Smith. Uh, um, 
going to use insight to figure out where it's going to go while it's diving at the uh, critter. I think that would be nature. I know that would be nature. But I don't have nature. <laughs> oh. well, I have no skills that are useful right well, now. Well, you could fail a nature roll and then re-roll eat up it. your reroll with a plus four. Let's try that. Okay. Six. Okay. Rerolling that. <laughs> yep. With nice. a plus four, so that'll be 18. 18. That's a success. So basically Smith starts running sort of uh, perpendicular to where this thing's coming down, where another one is, because I I figure at this point you've all let go of your monkey lizards and the... uh... (laughs) Tied around my waist. All right. Well, there you go. (laughs) Okay. So the monkey lizard starts running. Smith's running behind it, trying to figure out where this thing's going. And as he's running, like, Coil kind of pops out of nowhere and just nudges him. Um, and gets him exactly on an intercept path to uh, grab one of these 123Bs. And that's it for your rerolls. Oh. Um, Orem. <laughs> oh, he could... E- I'm sorry. Did you say that he could... It's an either or with the nature and stealth, or is it that's both? Gone. Oh, okay. You get it once. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, well, that's a big I difference. I thought there. it was once per person. No. no. I stole all your rerolls. Yeah, you did. Oh, you stole all of our rerolls? Mm-hmm. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, that was as a party. You could do that. Oh. One reroll per round. Well, that okay. Not well, per that round. changes everything. Per One reroll. Well, re-roll. I'm going to just have to use my acrobatics and uh, try to use my lariat to uh, to rope one of these things. Okay. And Not I do it a, well, a 31. Okay. That's success. Steven has been rolling incredibly well today. Yeah, he has. Don't mention it. Yeah, he has. <laughs> um, Fate, this is Rob. He's tempting you. Please ignore him. Um, <laughs> Torque, you are on... Um, back. Do you know... Like, do you know Did what a... Randus oh, doesn't get a turn. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's Randus. <laughs> I was willing to let him pass me, but... No. <laughs> we don't good, need Randus rolling. Point. Randus, what do you do? We'll get to Dang twerk. It. <laughs> okay, how about I just spend all this time just watching everything that's going on okay. in order to determine what best to do or not to do in some cases. So, and perception? Yes. Okay, go for it. That's good. 25. Nice. See? I don't know what I cross, why I crossed you off here. <laughs> That's okay. okay. We it's wrote okay. him off Just a long time going. ago, too. So. <laughs> All right. So, as I was saying, Torque, you are now on top of one of these things. Um, they, on the top, look kind of like, um, do you know what, like a whale shark or like a uh, fox shark, one of those guys looks like? like one of those a leopard shark. Leopard like. shark, yeah. Something like that. Um, it's not the same colors, but it's the same texture and kind of pattern. It's kind of like light with darker splotches and it, it feels like sandpaper on top. So at least you're not immediately sliding off. Um, but on the top, they are, um, kind of a bluish gray with, um, white spots. What's the texture of their flesh? It's kind of sandpapery on top. You didn't really get a get to touch the bottom but on top it's it's like they have little little tiny like sharp scales cool so it's I'm, your go i'm going to use dungeoneering okay 
And utilizing my dungeoneering, I'm going to try and find a way to take <laughs> a little a little python from my pack uh-huh. and try and find a way to put some sort of, just stick it into the creature's spikes to where I have a handhold. Okay. Without it killing me. <laughs> All right. I would, because these are... Because this is these are pretty much above ground creatures, um, that would have to be a nature check instead of dungeoneering. What if I was to use my perception? <laughs> you can't, because Randa's just used perception. Yep, that bastard. <laughs> okay, nature. Roll it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What in the world is up? 23. Nice. What? All right. You you go to um, basically dig into its scales and um, you actually see where its mouth is. So you just flip it, like hook a little bit of rope down there. And actually, kind of managed to make in some makeshift reins. Bridle, awesome. Yep. Um, Smith. Okay, so am I on the? Uh, no, you are. Basically, it is like it? right in front of you, and it's trying to eat the monkey lizard that is also right in front of you. Okay. And it's opening and its mouth, and this uh, this tongue that is covered in metal plates is uncoiling out of its mouth. Well, if you ate monkey lizards, how would you do it? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Okay. Um, Probably with that. Seriously, that image completely derailed my mind. (laughs) 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 Going to athletics, jump up onto its back. Okay. Possibly dragging a monkey lizard with me. Possibly. Being tied to the thing that's about to be eaten was a. Some sort of strategic anomaly. I think it was a bad plan. We'll see. Hey! 20. Nice. You guys are dominating. (laughs) Alright, you jump. We'll see. And now, you also have a a rain or of sorts as it's trying to chew on this rope that you're actually tied to. But you're on its back. Facing the opposite direction, but you're on his back. I'm facing backwards. Yes, this is a bad plan. Or um, I'm on, I'm on mine, right? Um, because I had yes I captured it. Well, right. actually, you're probably being dragged behind it. I would think that I've already gotten. I think top. you're dragged behind it. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. I'm still going to use Arcana to use my prestidigitation to see if I can control which way it goes. As I climb the rope higher and higher to get on its back. Nice, nice. And that would be a 30. No, okay. 29, I'm sorry. That's a success. Randus. <laughs> I'm you on are my, now on top I'm of on, it. And I'm controlling, and is it controllable? Is the little sparks that I'm shooting out? You can definitely freak it out in one way or the, or the other. Excellent. Okay, so Did it eat my monkey lizard, or is it still... Uh, um, your monkey lizard was the first to let go, okay. so I think at this point, the one that Torque jumped onto was the one that you lured. 
Okay. So right now your unseen servant is still holding on to it. There's just like a monkey lizard on a leash down there. Okay. All right. So it's not been eaten yet. I didn't know if if my uh, (laughs) unseen servant was hanging on to a rope dangling from the mouth of... Monkey lizard. Not yet. It corrected its course after a half or a three-quarter <laughs> orc jumped on it. <laughs> oh, dee doo da All right, let's let's wrap this thing up there, uh, D&D Brian. <laughs> we shall see. All right, so I suppose since I spent the last round just watching all this interesting behavior, it, I suppose it don't look that hard. I shall <laughs> basically run up and catch the... You are watching last famous last words with Rendus Duthane. <laughs> yep. The last remaining monkey lizard and try to use it to lure a sky well thing and do the best position to jump on it. Okay. Is it using nature? Sounds good. And I'll re-roll that. Okay. I don't see an action, action point. point. Yes. Okay. Not so much better. That'll be a grand total of 12. 12? That's a failure. Yay! <sighs> All right. Torque's up next. That's We're fine. okay. Yeah. Um. Well, Randus tries to jump onto another one and <laughs> basically just kind of ends up tackling it. <laughs> and uh, they basically run into each other, and now Randus is on the ground, and this thing's on top of him. I think if anyone's seen a Buster Keaton movie, they yep. get it good. And top of the round, Torque. This is unpleasant. So what does the underside of them feel like? Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty smooth. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> wow. As it tries to mount you. <laughs> it, it feels like, you know, like, actually, it, it's probably a lot like a gummy shark if you've ever had one. It's, it's kind of like that. Have you ever gone parking? <laughs> it's like that, only with a devil ray. <laughs> Torque, what do you do? All right, so talk to me about the situation here. Okay, here's the situation. You are riding a 123B. Um, okay. You've got a you've got its mouth hooked, so you can get it to turn. You know, whichever direction you want. Up and down is still a little difficult. Um. Smith is also on top of one. Um, it appears to be chewing on the rope or trying to digest the rope that he is using to control it, and he is facing the opposite direction and trying to right himself. Orem is now probably standing on top yes, of mine. Probably like oh, if you've ever oh. seen one of those equestrian shows, yeah. Like in, when when people like actually get up on top of the saddle, he's basically doing that, and he is just zapping little lightning bolts from one way to another. Yeah. And then there's one on the ground that's kind of uh, <laughs> smothering Randus right now. Humping Randus. <laughs> it is not humping Randus. These Yet. things do not have external sexual <laughs> organs that we have noticed. <laughs> He's not saying it wouldn't happen in his game. It's just not these creatures. Yeah, these, oh, okay. th- that's not All what right. this one's doing. All right. So we can maintain our PG rating. Then. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so what was the last skill used? Uh, what was the last skill used? Nature. 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 So nature's off. And whatever you use last is also done. Is it relatively clear? Whatever I use last? Yes. You can't use the same skill twice in a row. Which was oh. nature. I think. All right. Yeah. So, is it clear that these things could not <laughs> yep. hold more than one of us at a time? Yep. Yeah. But Randus is being killed. 
He's probably not being killed. These things don't actually seem like they'd be able to eat something as big as you guys. And part of the reason why they can't hold more than one of you is that they're not very heavy themselves. So he's probably not even being crushed to death or anything like that. All right. I would like to try and steer my flying eel monkey devil ray. Okay. That's to where I can kick the one off of Rantus. <laughs> Using athletics. Awesome. Go for it. That is my plan. All right. So I'm going to swoop down out of the sky, and I'm going to kick it to where it flips over onto its back, whereas Randus, who will be on its back, can now jump on its back while it, while its front is on the back. Sounds awesome. 26. All right. That's a success. Dun, dun, dun. And that's a successful complete. challenge. So Torque swoops down, kicks the thing off of Randus, which basically um, flips it over. With Randus on top of it, and it just starts flailing, which actually gets it to gain a little bit of altitude. And as it tries to ride itself, Randus just kind of scramble, 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 scramble until he's on top of it. <laughs> it's just like riding an ornithopter. You never forget once you learn. Correct. <laughs> you have no idea what I just said. Okay. No. I, I know what an ornithopter is. Arfanophism is a little. <laughs> There's zero cuts. Um, yes. O2 flyers. Oh. Uh, and they're made by artificers on every plane. Yep. Shh. I'll get to quiet it. Now. Quiet now. Quiet <laughs> now. So, you guys all start to gain altitude. I'm sure um, Randis can work out some way of steering his, <laughs> probably by having his assistant poke it in different directions. Um, or something like that. Yep, get a scare poke. Quick, quick, get to the other side, go. (laughs) (laughs) And then, as you, um, begin to gain altitude, there's one that, uh, I mean, there's, there were like maybe 12 or 15 of the, of these things. One of them is, um, starting to fly away, and you see this, like, um, this little spark. Um, and then another one that manifests, um, on top of it, kind of moving at the same speed that it is. And then there's this loud kind of sound and all of these robot parts kind of explode out of a single point, whirl around and coalesce into coil and he just drops down on top of it. Oh, on top of the, uh, on top of the, uh, okay. That was so not fair. I didn't know he was a teleporter. That is pretty cool. We didn't ask. No. (laughs) He didn't offer either. Well, we don't know if he's a Methodist either, but, you know, it didn't come up. And he steers his critter over to you guys. I take it you've done this a couple of times now. Mm, Yes. Once I thought that it was possible I tried it to complete my research hmm. so did he save any of the monkey lizards mm, I do not think so they are all gone darn 
I'm sure we can find another nest. <clears throat> yes, it is quite easy. Usually a nest will find you. We Amen to that. So let's follow you, Coil, to the, uh, to the Canyon of Fire. Very well. So he leads you, and he... Uh, we pull back to a wide shot as the orchestral a, music swells. A broad... Um, kind of a, a broad uh, arc around the edge of the crater of becoming and and points um, into it kind of in the opposite direction that you guys are skirting. That is where the temple is avoided at all costs and you actually see way, way off in the distance there's this little just stone building. Um, Is it it ornate or what's it made out of? No, it's actually pretty rough, but it has, it's built and it has these like minaret kind of things. No, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't, you know, and your guys are pretty far away, but it doesn't seem to be very like palatial at all. It's just kind of a utilitarian looking temple. All right. And you guys fly and begin to approach the canyon. Um, and it does get really hot pretty quick, and you guys, kind of without even trying, start to gain altitude. Okay. Um, as the 123Bs, now actually pretty docile, now that they're not scared anymore, they just, you know, you poke them or zap them, they just kind of go where you want them to. Yeah. I'm gonna name mine Silver. Um, Pokey. He's kind of silver. Uh, are we nearly there yet? <laughs> <laughs> Not far now, Brainy. Actually, we are quite far. This canyon is <laughs> very large. Uh. It spans almost the entirety of the moon. Lengthwise. Okay. Do we have to fly across it or down it? We have to fly across it. Okay. Um... So, you guys begin to fly over this canyon of fire, and sure enough, you know, you look down, and it's basically molten rock on both sides. Mm. Um, and actually, the center of it is really, really bright, kind of like a uh, magnesium flare kind of mm. um, effect. It's, it's really dazzling. It's very difficult to look down, straight down into it. You know, I know this doesn't no mean doubt. much no more, but I, I don't think that's a natural uh, phen- phenomenon there. Correct. The canyon appeared once the moon was pulled out of its r- rightful area. Is that all magic-y in there, or is it just like uh, a fire? No, but I believe that... The moon's problematic causality has something to do with the fact that it is so large and hasn't died down yet. So, is that magic in there, or mm-hmm. yes, sorry, just, just, just yes? Okay. Because I hate to melt. That's all I'm saying. That's why we're up here on the uh, giant. Winged flatworm thingies. Mine is oh. named Silver, by the way. 
The mine's pokey. <clears throat> so you guys fly and fly and fly and fly and fly and fly. As the music swells on the soundtrack and we cut back to the wide shot. That's right. Um, everybody can go ahead and roll me an endurance check. You need a montage! <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Hooray! Nine. Nine? Sixteen. Sixteen. Not the worst. Eleven. Okay. Torque? <laughs> Thirty-one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's endurance. Come on. <laughs> Randus and Orem start to get pretty tired of sitting there trying to control these things. <laughs> your on to dear life. Yep. Your um, arm or zapping finger or whatever um, starts to get pretty pretty tired and kind of hurts, you know, just kind of maintaining this position this whole time. Um, the two of you go ahead and lose a healing surge just from the strain of the thing, especially as you uh, fly past the center of this area that you're crossing. Um, the animals get a little bit more skittish, and it takes a lot more force to kind of keep them on the right path. But eventually, you get to the other side. Um, Coil makes a... starts to make a wide... Um, circle, or rather spiral down um, at the other edge, presumably so that he can land. And presumably we follow. Well, presumably you do. <laughs> yep. I presume probably. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten past this whole hypothetical issue, <laughs> um, you all start to spiral down. Um, once he's, you know, a few feet from the ground, he just jumps off and his 123B flies off. I follow suit. Okay. Go ahead and give me an athletics check. Ten. Okay. Bathump. You can also give me an athletics check if you're jumping down, or acrobatics. <laughs> well, I fell on my head. Okay, also falls on his head. Bathump. Torque? I'm a backflip and land like Iron Man did. Okay. It's obviously an out-of-character statement since right. Torque has no idea. Uh, and like, and yeah, that works. Man. Is the other way down? <laughs> so what'd you get? I rolled a 19 on okay. acrobatics, which gives just me a do 22. It. And Randis. Actually, there is. You could just steer it all the way down and you can jump. Ow. <laughs> okay. Randis also falls on his head. So now there's this pile of adventurers, and then Torque and Coil land on either side of it. That was funny. I couldn't even land with a 10. I, I like the way you broke off. your fall with your neck there, Arm. That was. Yes. I was, I was yes, I send a final zap out of my finger of prestidigitation light right at Torque's nose. Okay. To show him I'm not pleased or happy with his comments. <laughs> <laughs> not only is my neck bruised, so is my ego. Oh. And <laughs> one is much larger than the other. <laughs> Another bolt flies by Orm's head. Or by uh, <laughs> Torque's head. 
Apparently, you guys are being attacked, and I didn't. But I'm I can just, I can whip up an encounter. You got a pencil neck as all, well. or maybe a wand neck. That's funnier. <laughs> um, coil starts moving farther into this plateau type thing. I'm gonna help the guys up so we can follow Coil. Okay. And um, pretty soon, uh, off in the distance, you can actually see. Um, kind of equidistant on two opposite directions, you can see two of the towers. Mm. They are not currently active, that you can tell. Neither of these two are the central tower, are they, Coil? No. I am leading you directly to the central tower. Okay. So, when did these towers appear on the moon? Mm, as towers not too long ago. There were structures before that these were hidden underneath. I see. Uh, since you're quite a bit much longer lived than we are, how long is not too long ago? Mm, months. Okay. Probably this is probably the same time they appeared on on our plane. And he continues to travel and continues to travel, and you guys actually start to get pretty tired. So we have officially reached a milestone, right? Yes, we have. So can we get another action point? Yes, we do. All right. And I now have an extra impart or uh, arcane empowerment that I could bestow, which I would next year Empire Strikes Back to put on. Uh, so what is this? <laughs> I can only do one item. Oh, like, a plus two. So you give thing. me a... But, so is this a permanent thing? No, just once. In that you can keep giving them away as long as you keep reaching milestones, right? Yes. Well, it says any item can only be enhanced once per day. Okay. All right. So I guess yeah. presumably if we do reach a milestone, I'm not supposed to get it back to him on his dagger or whatever. Right. But it's not like you take it away from him and give no. it to Orem. You yes. just You can just... That's why there's two cards. Oh, okay. So <laughs> what I what I have here is a plus two bonus to attack roll with my longsword. A single attack roll. So a basically, you roll, roll it, and if you want to, don't don't change your character sheet. Don't. Okay. Yeah. Basically, you attack with your longsword. <laughs> yep. You're like, hey, I did a seventeen. Hit his AC. No. How about a nineteen? Right. Okay. Cool. And it's a one-shot? Yeah, it's, it's a, a one-time one deal. That's it's cool. something that I use on a fairly regular basis, because Randis gives it to with. me like every day. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so now you're able to give two because you've reached that second milestone? Yeah, he I'm gives one give after, yeah, after, he gives an, extended one after an extended rest, and then oh, okay. since you've reached a milestone, you get it. And that's an artificer talent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. We haven't had this discussion because usually after an extended rest, one or the other of us end up dead. Well, that usually just goes to Rob. Yeah, it usually just goes to Rob, so there hasn't been a big discussion of it. Because the striker needs needs to hit. Yeah. He needs it more than I do. So you guys travel, and he turns to look at you, and, you know, I mean, you guys being made of meat and all, uh, you've probably slowed down a bit, because you've been traveling for most of the day. Yeah. turns around, walks over. Do you wish to rest or press on? I think I need a quick breather. Okay. I think we should probably take at least a resty time. I say we take a five-minute break and short rest. Yep. Very well. How long's a short rest? Five minutes. Five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Hence the five-minute break. But thanks for playing. Well, <laughs> he was just trying to make sure that we yeah. are... Like, they said we're taking five minutes. He wants to make sure that he's also getting his short rest benefits out of it. Ah, yeah. my bad. So then in that time, yeah, I enchant your sword for the one-time extra zappiness. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Thanks. I guess my sword glows a little bit more, a little brighter. It's... Um, or is there a little well? Is there it's, a little it's badge largely, now? It's largely up to to him what he does, but what that generally means. It, artificers are are really good with magic items, right? So presumably, as you've been using your sword, it's been it's caught a little bit of grit. It's you know it's just become somewhat less efficient. And what an artificer can do is streamline that. Ah, okay. So now it's all gleamy and shiny. Yep. Maybe put on some runes on it to enhance yeah. its already a little uh, bad. puissant capabilities. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> and the runes very cool, Z-O-M-G, LOL. Yes. Look, or, uh, look, Tor. Big sword. As I sheath it back. That's pretty awesome. It'd, it'd be cool if he could do that with a weapon that we actually use. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he does that with a weapon we actually use every day. Pull out my dagger. Okay. And put it back. I'm just making fun of Orm is all. I know. <laughs> Anyways. Eat a handful of elven granola. Okay. Yeah. Blech. Are we nope. ready to continue? Because that's a rude. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I think that's I'm okay. ready. Good roll. Coil turns around and starts rolling. No, not actually rolling. He just starts rolling, going. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Did you just sing rolling. Kid Rock? No. No, no. He, he was singing Rawhide, rawhide actually. Yeah. Um, uh, rawhide I can get behind. <laughs> so, you guys continue to travel, and pretty sure, or pretty soon, you get to this, you know, all things considered, pretty small array. It's... um. You would say it's probably about three stories tall and has all these smaller kind of uh, um, tube-looking things. Like, think of uh, like your classic bullet, only instead of the uh, the, the cap being metal, it's glass. Okay. Um, or, yeah, probably glass. Um, and it looks like there should be energy coursing through them, but there isn't. And these are scattered kind of geometrically around this central three-story tall thing. And that itself, um, is open. It's kind of like a big amphitheater that has all this circuitry emanating from the center of it. Wow. Is this the central tower? Yes, this is the central array for the towers. Are you familiar with how this works, or have you had a chance to examine it before closely? Mm, no, I have not. We're looking for a big reverse switch. <laughs> mm, a- I do not the, think... On one of the towers on, on, on our plane, uh, it was a big red button. No, it wasn't. We, what, wasn't it? I thought huh? no. he looked through <laughs> no. and saw it and It was a toggle it. switch with I on one side and O on the other. I think. The, 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 I, I'm pretty sure there was something... That I equated to a big red button oh, that okay. was like reactivate sequence, oh, go, okay. go, go, destroy universe. Oh, I thought it was <laughs> broken and that's why we were going to the moon. No. Okay. No. All right. Let's, let's take a moment to reiterate the plot. <laughs> the, the towers on the natural world right. can pull. Okay. But they can't push. All right. You do need tower arrays on the moon to pull or push. 
Either way. It is more than likely that the towers on... Due to, you know, if your calculations are correct, that the towers on the moon can push. Okay. That is why you're here. Because you could just shut down the towers and leave things the way they are. Or you could have come to the moon and tried to fix things. Right, right, right. I could have swore there was a button that we tried yeah. to push it and it was uh, broken because the tower was damaged. No. All right, that's fair enough. So we're looking for a big button that says reverse or push. <laughs> you are unlikely to find anything labeled in a language you comprehend. We're looking for a big button with squiggles that look like they might say reverse. Or then I suggest you start looking for your button. Have you? Do you know of any of where this, how we would reverse the polarity? Mm, I am not. Just an engineer. told us that he wasn't very familiar with these things at all. No, but maybe somewhere in his... I imagine you two guys have probably had more experience with this. You and Randis here. Let's start looking. Proceed with caution. I suppose. Mm, very well. Because it always ends up so good whenever we go into a tower. <laughs> caution on high. Yeah, but we're going to have to go in there to figure out what to do to get it to stop. Yes, I realize this. I'm already halfway there. Really trying to do here. All right. So as you guys are discussing, Orem is like, go with caution. You guys turn around to argue. And when you look over, Orem's already like 20 feet in front of you. He's been hanging out with Torque too much. Let's go. I'm proceeding with caution. (laughs) You're 20 feet ahead of us. Quickly proceeding with caution. All right. So you guys enter this enormous amphitheater type hey. thing. Yippee. Um, there's a lot of stuff here. A lot of stuff for you guys to look at. Um, you can all give me... Well, first off, what are you looking for? <laughs> a button. With if you once again say a <laughs> button that says reverse. <laughs> you know what? The, right in the center of this thing, there is a button that says to reverse everything that's happened, press this. Really? Yes. That's quite easy. Yes, it is. It does not look like a trick at all. What do you say, Admiral Akbar? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what are you guys looking for? I'm looking for a An power instruction source. Instruction manual. <laughs> An instruction manual. All right. Good call. <laughs> power source is good. Yes. Smith's looking for an instruction manual. Main okay. control panel. Okay. <laughs> and Torque has no interest. I'm going to look for anything glowy. <laughs> There's all kinds if, of glowy. If it's glowy, it could be doing something. So. Hey, Torque. What? How about you and I look out for bad stuff that will attack or That's Randis. why I'm looking for glowy things. Not all the bad stuff here is glowed. Monkey lizards are bad things. Do they glow? Yep. Is you glowing? Ah, um, Smith does not appear to be glowing. Yeah, we'll see. Not at this time. Right, once we turn this on. But if he does... Okay, Orem, do not go ahead and give them. me a... an arcana check. For 23. Okay. <laughs> His Arcana check actually opened the Vault of Horror. (laughs) (laughs) 
And Smith, you're looking for critters. I thought he was yeah. looking for an instruction manual. Yeah, but then he said that him <laughs> oh, and Torque were going to okay. keep an eye out. I, I was making thingies. a joke at looking for an instruction manual. I'm actually looking for stuff that will hurt us. Okay. Because I don't know what So both Smith and Torque can give me a perception <laughs> check. <laughs> Such great lookouts. Four. Okay. And Torque? No, I don't see any. 23? Okay. Well, that about averages yeah. out. For even. <laughs> I'm afraid um, to go into combat. I've been rolling really well on my perception and nature checks. Yep. Usually and I suck at those, and then my combat rolls are awesome. Randas, go ahead and give me a Anarchana check as well. Awesome. Yeah. 14? 14. 14. That's less awesome. Okay. Um, Orem? You find, you you basically find a, um, what looks like a big ring on the ground with cables coming out of it, mm-hmm. and this glass, um, case. Okay. That is completely charred. Okay. On the inside. Does it look like the uh, one that was in that one tower where mm-hmm. it had the? black critters coming out of it? No, this is okay. not anything that you've seen before. Okay. Um, Smith is distracted by Torque. Luckily, <laughs> Torque does not spot any hostile critters right now. And Randus does not seem to be able to make sense of what he is looking at. Did Coil find anything? Coil is also better. standing guard. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, Randus, Coil, come look at this. Come okay. Over. Is this uh, you found? this looks maybe maybe this is a power supply of some kind. It looks to be burnt out or somehow the trying to pull the moon down onto the uh, plane uh, caused it to burn out. Well, we'll probably have to see if we can't get that replaced <coughs> in some way. Let's look at it. Okay, Careful. you both can give me a New York kind of check. Better. And eighteen can't get much better. Than eighteen, that. 18. And thirty-one. Okay. Um. Well, you're pretty sure that all all of this array's power is uh, centered through here. Okay. Uh, Orem and Randus. This is pretty obviously once you start going around. A, a fuse, and mm. B, a broken fuse. Very well. Hmm. Aha. Are there any? This is a big amphitheater, so there's probably not any doors or anything where no, everything's spare pretty fuse open might here. be stored. Yeah, you you don't see. You can give me a perception check to see if you. Nobody has any. a giant penny. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, I got I got so, a dime. <laughs> <laughs> so if we ever want to record on three quarter, we're set. I'm sure I could grow one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hmm. So I suppose rummaging in my back. My pack of random stuff. Do you th- could I find anything that could approximate a fuse in order to? Um, you're pretty sure that this fuse is made in a very specific way. Um, you don't recognize the metal that it's made of. Um, and the arcane construction of it is very specific. You're pretty sure that in order for this fuse to work at all. Um, it has to be optimal, and it has to be specifically something that is designed to channel whatever energy the towers are moving around. 
<laughs> no. You are not using me as the fuse. Very well. You'd be a good fuse, though. It's just a thought. Yeah. Anyways. Don't well, we have, like, any of your magic spells that can fix something what's broken? Like a repair spell or a do something spell? Because that's the first thing I'm going to make if I get magic, is I'm going to write a spell. I'm going to call it do something. And I'll use it when I need uh, to do something. I'm so glad they have people remind me of the crap I did. <laughs> yes, then we shall go ahead and go with the make whole ritual to okay. make this once again whole. <laughs> we really do have something magic that does that? Yes. Awesome! That, not only am I the strategery, or I'm the smart one, too. I like today. Usually I'm just like, uh, hold the door, Torque. Kill the bad guy, Torque. Save us all from impending doom, Torque. It's good to be in the brain pool for once. I'm obviously distracted by my nerve-wracking ride and being in a another tower that brings back so much fond memories. Okay, let's see. Yeah. Maybe we're all rubbing off on each other. <laughs> Problem is this make-hole spell probably requires two Components. real hands. Two real hands. <laughs> no. Um, I done asked if I could do it on myself. (laughs) You're mocking the man. No, I'm just saying that's probably. As you're looking at this, um, here's here's what make hold says. Um, Level one component cost cost special category exploration market price fifty gold blah 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 takes ten minutes key skills arcana no check necessary duration permanent a single object that can fit in a ten foot cube is completely repaired the component cost the component cost is 20% of the item's cost. In cases where you attempt to repair an item not on any price list, the DM determines the cost. <laughs> oh, no. So... <laughs> First off, Using my... this thing doesn't fit in a 10-foot cube. Oh, is which is the f- Yes, which is the first issue. It's like, uh, it's a chamber that the f- one, two, three, four, five of you could actually step into. Oh, it's the entire chamber is... No, this fuse, this big glass fuse, is that big. Like, big enough that the ring that it fits into, the five of you could stand in. Could uh, possibly dismantle can we it to break it, it down to its component parts? It? And then and then make each of them whole, and then <laughs> yes. what? And then reassemble it. it. It's a big glass <laughs> thing. Can we shrink it, and then whole, and then make it big again? Do it. Take it apart. See what you find. Very well. I'll do that because it doesn't look like it's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay. So, what, you get everybody to get on one side and start unscrewing it or what? Pretty much. Okay. Just unscrew it, take it apart, and, you know, it's <laughs> without breaking. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, who's going to take point on this? <laughs> I have an idea here. You hold on to it. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's the idea? Could we see? Is it going to be necessary for all of the towers on the moon to be able to push the moon away, or is the central array the one that we really need to just activate so to push it away? I.e., could we go take this same from similar piece yes. from another one of the towers and replace it here? How are we going to lift it if it's that big? Furthermore, travel between towers would take weeks. And that is unencumbered. Yeah, well, I understand. And we, bad it and would we've be got with Torque. Yeah. Hmm. 
Um. Well. So you say we can walk into it? No, you can't walk into it. Oh, okay. But you presumably would fit into it. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, let's pull this Is thing it off hollow? Here. Um, All it's right. completely charred, but presumably it is. The ones that are outside, like the littler ones, mm-hmm. are hollow. Huh. What happens when I scrape on it? Um, nothing. It's like scratching glass. Okay. It right. appears to be charred on the inside. A charred on the inside oh. as well. What? I got wait. Um, when I was when I would go fishing, sometimes you have to fish, and you can't get a line that's thick enough to get the big fish. But you can use it for a minute until it breaks long enough to get the fish to where you can club it over the head. Could we use one of the littler ones long enough just to have, like, to, to blow it up and burn it out and break the line long enough to to where it might work or? Yeah, I was going to suggest something. Can we combine the smaller crystals into a big crystal? All right, first off, are you actually removing this thing? Like, are you saying this while you're removing this thing or not? At least we're working on removing it. Okay, so who's who's taking point on this? On Uh, the actual physical (laughs) removal of it. All right, go ahead and give me an athletics job. Yay. And I suppose Torque would be strong, too, in helping on this dismantling. Okay. Well, you guys start turning it and clicking it off and it takes a good deal of lifting but you actually get it off okay and now are kind of doing that thing where you're carrying really heavy furniture where it's just like no 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 left left, my left no (laughs) pivot pivot and then you guys manage to set it down possibly against the wall so it doesn't roll away (laughs) all right uh, and there in the center of it are some monkey lizards. No, um, goblins. There's a no. There's just a kind of concave, um, kind of like bowl type area. Hmm. Um, and the the connector seems to be. Like, it doesn't have actual, like, prongs or anything. <coughs> it just seems to make contact physically with this kind mm-hmm. of uh, reflective bowl. So the contacts were on the bottom of the... Of this fuse, of yeah. Of the fuse, okay. And there's something... It's, is what's on the bottom of the bowl anything? It's like a mirrored... No, it's just... There's nothing on the bottom oh, of the bowl. Oh, okay. With that we know of. So hey, Smith, can you crawl down contacts? inside that bowl and see if there's any connector down in, in there at all? Why, why Smith? <laughs> Uh, because you've got uh, better perception and you were able to get that giant uh, fuse off better than any of us. Uh, what's your bluff check? <laughs> <laughs> Two. Okay. What's your What's your passive sense motive? My passive your, uh, insight is insight. seventeen. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, no. no. <laughs> you 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 know I what this know is getting I'm freaking to. blind. Right. <laughs> but if your character was dumb, you might believe it. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. No, I'm a face. I have diplomacy <laughs> and insight. There you go. <laughs> Which Worth is why try. I'm usually useless in the skill challenges Worth up here. Worth a try. Does it, does it look like we can take these smaller crystals and turn them into a giant one or not? You or do go those... out and start unscrewing one. But does it mean, when we look at these, are these just things that are scattered around? Well, first, or are okay. they part of the machinery? They're That's... part of the machinery. Okay. There's little arrays that have their own little fuse. Right. Um, just if Assuming that this is just a gigantic version of those... <laughs> mm-hmm you won't even be able to stand those up in the center of this. Like, if you set it down, right, it they'll fall just over. fall over and kind of do a little, like, rolling down the mm-hmm. the penny thing. <laughs> nice. 
But there's no hole at the bottom of this bowl, right? Nope. Okay. It's just a solid bowl. How big is the bowl? Um, it's probably bigger, bigger than a, ten feet across. Yeah, it's probably we'll say a one, two, three, four, twenty. Yeah, it's like a yeah four by four square, which is a twenty by twenty square. <laughs> so, is there any particular component that seems to be the most broken? <laughs> uh the fuse is completely charred. Okay, so we're probably not going to be able to pull the make hole off. No. Unless we actually get out our entrenching tools and literally make a hole. Um, do we see any other ones of this magnitude around? No. They're all smaller than this one. Yeah. I, I tried to pull the, uh, is there a storage closet somewhere that might have another one of these? Well, there might be. We should go look for one. Some way I can analyze this to try to determine what exact substance it's actually made out of? Yeah. Quadratite. <laughs> Unobta- unobtainium. Yep. Unobtainium. <laughs> uh, 23, 24. 24? It's a, it's a well, vibranium well, adamantium alloy. Yeah, I mean, why would you want to call it? You've never seen this metal before. That's true. But you can well, figure out its properties. It is moonanite. There you go. <laughs> uh, perfect. <laughs> Indeed, it is. You could use it to power a quad laser. Yes. That yes, is. you could. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> All right. On that note, why don't we end the session there? Yes. By heading over to our email uh, area and checking to see what people have written us over the last couple of weeks. This one's interesting. Because it comes uh, from Raymond, uh, and the subject has been in parentheses tagged as unclassified. It says, greetings, your podcasts are great. I'm currently in Afghanistan, and I stumbled across your podcast on iTunes. It takes about four hours for me to download 50 megs, so it takes a while, but it's always well worth it. I'm at number 18 and should be able to catch up in a few weeks. When I do catch up, I'm I'm sure I'll be able to adjust or not able to adjust to getting only one pod that has been cast each week. Thank you for the great show. Raymond, who is stationed, this is from a military email account, is stationed in Afghanistan. So uh, thank you so much, Raymond, for writing in, and glad we can bring you some joy while you are over there, and hopefully you are being very, very safe. Um, the, the plus side is that uh, he's he's behind enough, and we are reading this ahead enough yes. that he might be back by the time yes. he hears this. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Which uh, would be awesome. Yeah, that would be it, nice. That is kind of cool, though. You, you know, we're just a bunch of gorks in our living rooms, or in your case, in the secret hidden lair deep within the uh, bowels of a sperm whale. But things like that kind of remind you that, hey, 86% IR isn't that bad after all. Yeah. <laughs> IR. Don't don't, don't Okay. Worry. You would don't, have don't. to listen to the Major Spoilers podcast to get that. Let's you don't listen now. to the Major Spoilers podcast? <laughs> Let's not get into this. <laughs> As an ineffectual middle management setup, uh, I have to know a lot of different acronyms that don't really mean anything other than, did the customer love you? And then we move on. And now we're cha-chaing. Okay, here's another question like from Justin. Maybe. Justin writes in and he says that he likes everything. Uh, he's been listening to 50-plus hours of the show already. And uh, I found a few pages that caught my interest. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, although I have played a tabletop RPG based on WoW before. Oh, we can't even mention this anymore. He says, <laughs> "Wow, nobody likes that." 
Um, The main reason I write is to give you this information and ask you your thoughts on this technology. Apparently, he's talking about Google Wave and other sharing technologies that are out there to run a game. Is this viable? Perhaps if you think it is viable, you could get a group going between your fans. Um, Just excited about today's tech. Thought you all might be as well. Now, we've talked about... um, there are remote a couple games. of yeah, there's a couple of links that he put here to remote games, but we've uh, on the major spoilers forum. There's a play by post uh, category where a couple of games have started, um, and then we've talked before about some other technologies that have been used before as well. You, when you decide that you want to run a, a game remotely, that is to say, with with one or more of the players in a different place as the as the game master. Um, you can you have to make a series of decisions and then kind of look up the technology. How and and the decisions basically come from how much like a regular session where people are there. Do you want to make it? Mm-hmm. Um, if the answer is meh, then you can do play by post, which allows you to you know kind of in a in a very slow version. Or if you go to the major spoilers uh, forums in a not so slow version. Um, mm. Dictate what your character does and have the game master respond to you. Sometimes, right. you know, sometimes that takes a really long time. Sometimes people's like, it, it, sometimes those games take so long that people's <laughs> lives change in the middle of them and right. they have to go. Right, right. Um, he's okay. done. He's, no, that was, that, no, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, the Heimlich maneuver. All right, you, I think you got him. All right, so um, now that he's done coughing, (laughs) you should cut out this whole... Actually, that was me, I think. Anyway, go ahead. Um, (laughs) Mic check. um, You know, a little bit... (laughs) A little bit closer than that, you know, do you want to do stuff over chat room? You're still typing, you're not looking at each other, but then that happens pretty much in real time. You know, and you can do that with any chat program. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Instant Messenger and Trillo, Trillio, Trillion, Trillion. That's what. Uh, um, yeah, actually have dice rolling applications I written don't know into about Trillion. I know Aim. Aim is yeah. the one that we used to play for right. all of our. I think uh, IRC has a random roll too. Right. So the, you can even roll dice in your chat room mm-hmm. so that everybody can see them. There's no question of whether somebody's doing it or not. Um, there's Skype. Skype. When you get a bunch of people, you can't see them. Actually, the n- latest version of Skype on Windows mm-hmm. has the ability to do a, it's either a three-way or a five-way video conference call. So you can well, if it's a five-way, five then you're kind of set because, right. eh, you know, if you, got this if, if you have four players, players yeah. and a game master, like or we do. A couple of people good. in the same room would work as well. We have yeah. four players? This link that, uh, that was sent to us uses a service called TalkBox, T-O-K-B-O-X.com, an online service very similar to Skype. Once you do that, you set up a video call, then you use Google Wave, and Google Wave is a online sharing, a collaborative sharing uh, document. Mm-hmm. Um, then there is an add-on to this called Fighty Plus, which allows you to uh, to do some of your fighting and, and texting back and forth, and then you can just play the game uh, that way. That's one yeah. one way to do it. And I know that there are some <laughs> other... Like for Matthew, if if we actually if Rodrigo actually had a uh, a game grid built up mm-hmm. electronically, there's a, a software application that'll allow you to share that with people remotely. Yeah. So we could all again be on a, a chat somewhere, and we could all see the gaming table and where everyone's moving, and we could see that. Um, From to me, it seems a little I don't know a little complicated to set up, but 
that might be an option as well. Yeah, and, and it's getting there. This this technology is kind of behind the times right now, right? Because it's mostly you know people doing it for free. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really developing. You know, wizards has been developing theirs, but that's been a long, long time. I mean, it was it was kind of meant to be launched as a full suite. Um, with the character builder and all this stuff, but that that particular piece where you can play the game remotely on your computer is still a little behind. Yeah, I would say if, from the perspective of the now one year experienced remote player, there are a couple of things that I would recommend if you're going to get involved in a remote game. The first thing you want to make sure that you are is either really familiar with the system. Or like I do have a fallback in having, you know, Rob do my math thing and Rodrigo remind me when I screw it up. You want to, you really want to know what you're doing. And it is difficult for me to follow the game. You're from a DM perspective. I imagine it's probably going to be really frustrating if you have five people in different places. Yeah. You know, and if Steven's at his house and Mason's having a fit and I'm at my house and I've got porn in another window and Rob's playing Plants vs. Zombies at the same time that he's playing his game at his house, you know, those external distractions could probably really start to mount up. But the primary thing that you really want to do is have an idea of what you want to do with a game because if it weren't for the fact that this is something that we are doing for a specific purpose and we're doing this because... Well, it's fun. Rodrigo's a good game master, but there's also a statement of let's have some fun, let's play D&D, let's learn and teach about D&D. I don't know that I would have devoted a year to doing this the way that I'm doing it as my prime choice. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, and, and that and that applies to any game, close or far or yeah. you know, even if you get your friends mm-hmm. together every weekend, you have to decide what kind of game you're running and how much time you're going to devote to it. Right. Um that, and make that sure question that, you know, comes up a lot or, or, or is a lot more evident when everybody has to spend more energy into it, like in a remote game, you know, in this case, literally spending, you know, electricity on it. Um, right. But um, that's that's definitely something that every that most games and game masters kind of address in an unspoken way. But it's something that it doesn't kill you to say. Hey guys, what's your expectations out of this game? This is what I want, you guys. This is the attention level that I want. And then snap your fingers in front of them. Um, don't do that. It, it annoys people and, <laughs> and it scares Rob. Yeah. Or, you know, huh? reminding people that, that that's their allotted number of references for a given show, he said, hinting broadly. Yep. All right. Before we get out of here, we want to give a few shout outs to some five star ratings over at iTunes. We want to give a big thanks out to Robbie Warnock, uh, Balsek40. I hope that's not Balzac 40, but uh, <laughs> it's Balzac. Balzac 40. And like the philosopher. CPL 12, thank you all so much for your five-star reviews. And if you'd like to get a shout-out on the show, just head over to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating for Critical Kit and leave a message. Just don't vote. You actually have to leave a comment. That's a five-star rating, and it's greatly appreciated. And we'll give uh, some more of those out in future shows. And if you have any questions, all you have to do is send us an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com, and we will uh, get those uh, read in the future as well. And we may even have a few surprises just around the corner. You're going to have to keep listening to Critical Hit, a Major Spoilers Dungeon and Dragons podcast, so until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits.
Frogpants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 